I'm going to read tonight from Malachi chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. You can find the text there in your bulletin. Read along with me. Malachi chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. God's word says this, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Merry Christmas. Starting to warm up a little bit. Good. We don't have much time left, so make sure that you know, we get that right. Um, I want to revisit just for a moment the last line of the song that you just heard, just so it doesn't escape us. The carols tend to be familiar. Let's don't miss them. The last line of the song you just heard goes like this. Joy. For Christ is born, the babe, the son of Mary. If you peeked ahead tonight, you'll notice that we're going to close our worship with one of the most cherished Christmas carols of all time, and that is uh, Joy to the World. The Lord has come, let earth receive her king. Maybe you caught it also when we began our worship tonight. We sing, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. When we sing about Christmas, there is no escaping it. We are singing about the promise of God's joy coming to us. You may know the story. Who were kids? I think you know it probably. Who were the first ones to hear about the birth of Jesus Christ? You remember? You can say it out loud. It's okay. Shepherds. Good. I think I caught shepherds in there. That's the right answer. The shepherds heard, right? The shepherds were hard at work at night. And all of a sudden, in the darkness, in the sky, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, right? And do you remember how they felt? They were, they were terrified. Maybe you don't think an angel would scare you, but I think most of the time when angels appear in the Bible, it's a, it's a pretty scary thing. And so the first thing that the angel says is, do not be afraid. And do you remember what the angel says next? He says, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I think you'd have a hard time finding a better definition of Christmas than that. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people, including who you are, wherever you are tonight. You can see a glimpse of this from the passage we just read in Malachi. You may not know who Malachi is, it's okay. Uh, Malachi, we don't know a lot about him either, actually. We know that Malachi was a prophet. He was the final prophet of the Old Testament. And the words that we read tonight are the final words, the final promises of God for 400 years, basically until Christmas. Now kids, I, I guess that, that you've been waiting for Christmas a long time, right? I mean, even now, those 12 hours till Christmas morning probably feels like a long time. Can you imagine waiting for 400 years for Christmas? This is how long they were waiting, right? That's a good answer. We, we encourage participation, so yes. 
That's a long time. So if you're going to wait that long, you better hope that the gifts are going to be pretty good. Well, I want you to see how good the gifts are according to Malachi here in chapter 2, chapter 4. Look at me again at verse 2. We want to land here tonight and concentrate here. Malachi says, but for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings, and you shall go out like calves leaping from the stall. Have you ever seen a calf leap? Maybe some of you had, not many farmers probably in here tonight though, so maybe many of you haven't. Let's change the illustration just a bit to make sure we get, we get what it's, what's coming to us. Many of you probably have dogs, right? And when you go away, you go out of your house, maybe even tonight, your dogs have to go where? They have to go in a crate or they have to go in a kennel or they're locked in a room somewhere. What happens when your dog is in a kennel or a crate and, and you get home to see him and you, and you release the dog? What typically happens to your beloved puppy? He comes out jumping, doesn't he? Jumps all over you, he leaps, perhaps licks your face. This is exactly the picture that Malachi is giving for us here in Malachi 4. One of my favorite sports stories of the year is the story of a man named Bruno Hortolano. Hortolano is a Spanish sprinter. And this year at the European Championships and the 200 meter, he came in second. Worked really hard, came in second, and he found himself in the interview after the race, and the interviewer looked at him and said, uh, Bruno, how does it feel to win the race? And he goes, yeah, there's a little bit of a sort of a language disparity, and so he thought he misunderstood it, and he said, you know what, it feels great to come in second. I worked so hard, so hard, I ran hard, I did well, I'm happy. She goes, no, 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 how does it feel to win? And he said, you mean come in second? And she said, no, to win, you, I guess you didn't hear about the disqualification. And he looks at her and says, wonders if someone's playing a joke on him. And all of a sudden, she brings an official over to confirm that, in fact, Bruno had won the gold. He had won the whole thing, had no idea. And she asked him another question, and the joy, he can't contain himself. And so he goes out of the interview leaping with his arms raised high because Bruno had gotten way more than he expected. Many would argue more than he even deserved. There is a calf in each of us that longs to leap. What do you think would be good enough in your life to make you actually to leap? Malachi says that it's God's coming. It's the promise of the Lord coming to earth. It is, in fact, Christmas. And I want to point out just three things that Malachi says tonight that tell you how good Christmas is supposed to be in the coming of Jesus. The first is this, if you look there with me. Malachi says that, that when God shows up on the scene then the sun of righteousness shall rise. The sun of righteousness shall rise. What does that mean? It means that Jesus has come to, to make you right. To make you right with God. To set your relationships right with your friends and your families, but even your enemies. To release you from the guilt you feel from making things wrong and also from the vengeance and the anger that you carry around because you felt wrong by other people. Malachi says one of the things that you get at Christmas is that the Son of Righteousness comes to make things right. The second thing that he says is that the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. And that just means that when Jesus comes on the scene, God intends to heal all things. And this is so important because if you read the story of Jesus 
you see him healing over and over and over again. And this is indicative of what God has promised to do for everyone. To heal us physically. To wipe away our tears. uh, Our shame. To wipe away our disease and to overcome death. And not only physically, but the Bible also describes that Jesus will heal us emotionally and mentally as well. Can you imagine one day the words that you've even said this week that you wish you could get back? That those being totally taken care of. The things in your life that you've seen that you wish you could unsee. The things that you've experienced that you wish you could not experience anymore. That God intends to heal all of it. And all of us, physically, emotionally, and mentally. And finally, Malachi says that, here's the good news, that that one day there'll be no more stall. And that just means that one day we will experience the entire freedom that Jesus Christ has come to win for us. And, And that means no more bondage. That doesn't mean being free to do what you want to do. It really does mean being free to be who you were made to be. Apart from shame and apart from fear and apart from our erratic desires. Listen to me for a moment. If I told you when you went home tonight that righteousness and healing and freedom were the gifts underneath your tree, do you think the calf in you would leap? How do we know it's true? In the end, how do we know that that what someone said 2,500 years ago in the middle of the world is true? Well, the Bible says consider the cost. You know this, and you know this all too well tonight if you're a parent or grandparent or favorite aunt or uncle, that gifts aren't free, right? Some of us will be paying for the gifts for a long time still. That, that, that the joy that comes from the face of a child on Christmas morning is not free. And the Bible says it's true of the gospel as well. What did the promises of Malachi cost God? Well, just this. To release you from the cattle stall, God himself was born into one. To set you free, the Bible says that God himself became the servant of all. To heal you, God himself was wounded. To make you right, to make the world right, God himself fell under the condemnation of sin and died on the cross. See, the promises of Malachi aren't just sort of well wishes thrown into the void of Christmas. The promises of Malachi are actually paid for in the life and death and coming and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And why did he do it? What did Jesus get, or what did God get in the end? Well, uh, we've sung about it for ourselves. It's not just that we get joy on Christmas. The Bible says that God did all of this, that Christmas is about joy for him. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way. It says that, that for the joy set before him, Jesus himself came to earth for us, and he, he died on the cross. He endured the cross for us. And so this is perhaps the greatest revelation of of Christmas for all of us, and it's that that the joy of God ultimately is to have you, that God rejoices over you, that the gift of God for Christmas for him is to be able to have you. Can you imagine this, that God himself goes out leaping, that he leaps to have you. So Malachi says, fear his name. Fear his name. What does that mean? 
It means trust Him. It means obey Him. It means submit to Him. Trust Him to be your King. Trust Him to be the one who has given Himself for you so that you might go out tonight leaping like calves from the stall. Let's pray together. Father, Your grace is wide and it's deep and it's personal in the gift of Your Son. We offer ourselves to you tonight because you have given yourself to us. We pray that not our own will, but yours would be done. And we would know, we would know, O oh Lord, the joy that we sing about. That you would impress it upon us, Father, that we have become a joy to you. That you rejoice over us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.